Hello and welcome to Murph's Tavern. I am massive Simpsons dork Murphy McLaughlin. Every episode of this show will talk about a different episode of The Simpsons, specifically one from the first eight seasons with a couple of fellow fans this week. The episode is the season three classic Homer at the Bat. And with me, two of my very favorite mate guys. It is, sorry, mates guys. I'm out of practice with that term. Simon Cumming and Tom Keel. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us in your home, Simon. No worries. It's an honor. (laughs) (laughs) You sound so sure about that. (laughs) Uh, We did just watch Homer at the Bat. We are fresh off um, watching that. Before we get into our thoughts, let's get into your history with The Simpsons, the both of you. Simon, do you want to give us a quick rundown on... Uh, yes, I believe used to watch it almost constantly until about season, I don't know, 12. I would say I would have seen every episode mm-hmm. multiple times. Yep, yep. Um, I uh, quote it probably seven times a day despite not <laughs> having watched an episode uh, in about five years. So, yep. Uh, it would be very interesting to know if there is anyone like our age that still watches the show like every episode but is 32 seasons in and yeah. still makes a point to watch every episode. Yeah. You reckon? For sure. People, some people are obsessed with things. There are people who still watch Neighbours. Yeah. And Home and Away. What about yeah. someone, have you ever met a, obviously Murphy, you talk to a lot of people about watching the Simpsons. Have you ever met someone who has only watched the recent ones? <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, I started watching like uh, season 27. There or so. would have to be kids these days, I yeah. reckon that, but it's, but they still, I'm sure sh- they still show all the old ones as repeats though. Mate, the kids aren't watching on TV. They're streaming <laughs> them all on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, exactly. Well, which all the old school ones are on. So, yeah, I don't... I'm sure there are a lot of, not even kids, like teenagers, people in their freaking 20s that grew up with the later ones more and like don't differentiate, I guess. Like don't think of it as like, oh, the good old ones and then like whatever. But I still feel like they would have seen a bunch of the older ones. Imagine how daunting that would be if you like you start watching the show like a year or two ago and you're like, oh, this show's pretty good. I should go back and watch the original <laughs> episodes. Only 32 seasons yeah. worth. Well, it's a bit like... 24 episodes a season, you know, it's like 700 or so. Oh, totally. Like, I'm like shows. that with like when people were like, oh, get on to Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. I'm like, ah, it's four seasons in, fuck that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, that was what made me think about it because I did that and it took a long time. <laughs> like, it was good, but I was like, I'm catching up on five seasons of Game of Thrones. I guess the difference back being back. that is you have to watch them all in order. Whereas yeah. The Simpsons, you can... Just you really don't have to like and i feel like most kids who would get into it now would have like parents telling them and then would want to show yeah. them the old episodes yeah like, i don't absolutely feel like many kids are going to be like oh i'm going to watch the simpsons from nowhere <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i'd never thought about that before that would be really nice imagine like it's been going for 32 seasons you could be like yeah yeah you could have been like raise your children you'd be 42 and have a 10 year old and like yeah anyway yeah, no, like I both think enjoy the show. at least one of my cousins has recently, yeah, she's recently started showing her kids The Simpsons and like, yeah. It, yeah. But that's like anything. Like I watch, my, I can remember my mum telling us about the Brady Bunch and then that was like <laughs> came on because she like watched it when she was a kid and then we watched it when we were kids because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wholesome fun. But like it's just most shows don't run for 30, what, 33 <laughs> years? Has yeah. Has it just been renewed again? Like Pretty insane. Yeah. I wonder what, I mean, yeah, maybe you've referred to them before like soap operas. 
I guess. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, actually, I was because um, the last episode we did was Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. And so we talk. I was um, after we recorded the app, I was looking at stuff online about Itchy and Scratchy. And um, there's a video that's all about Itchy and Scratchy, um, which is really good. I linked to it on social media. But um, it points out, I'd never thought about this before, in the canon of The Simpsons, the Itchy and Scratchy show is meant to have been going for like 100 years. Because they show like a clip of it of them like fighting Hitler and stuff and this whole Chester Lampwick episode. Yeah. That means Itchy and Scratchy was around when Homer and Marge were kids. You never really think about that. There you that. go. Also, you I like your uh, mm-hmm. your idea of history. You're like a hundred years. Yeah, they're fighting the Nazis. It's like <laughs> not in... <laughs> anyway. Hey, almost a hundred. That you know that um, gram- the, <laughs> the background of Grandpa being in World War Two on The Simpsons now makes no yeah. sense. Well, they're <laughs> flashback episodes now to like the 90s and the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's so, like, but they still reference, I um, think, they still reference Grandpa as having been in World War Two, where it's like, hang on. <laughs> well, you're now, like, do they? You're like... I Because I think he's been like in one of the modern seasons, he was in Vietnam. It's like Grandpa was in the uh, George W. Bush Iraq <laughs> War. <laughs> uh, what about you, Tom? You Because um, every time I ask people this question, like, do you remember starting to watch The Simpsons? They're like, no, nah, it's just I remember like I grew up, I was born and The Simpsons were the thing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It was always on. Yeah. Um, no, well, I can... Yeah, I was one of the ones who wasn't allowed to watch it when I was like little, little. Yeah, yeah. We would have been what five, six when it started on Round Channel Ten. Yeah, like yeah. Every night, um, and I remember I used to negotiate to get to watch the couch gag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, because mum would like we'd have the TV on, and be watching whatever was on at five thirty, and then I'd turn on to the Simpsons, and mum would hear the music, like the theme song, and she'd be like, "No, no Simpsons," and I'd be like, "Just the couch, just the couch," and so I used to get to watch the couch gag. That's great, Isn't it so wild. I'll say, I remember that being a thing of like people. What a wholesome time. Like people in the early 90s thought that The Simpsons was problematic and troubling content for <laughs> y- for like, uh, you know, uh, primary school age children to I mean, watch. Like, is, like, to be fair, there are a lot of episodes that talk about Homer and Marge's sex life and shit. And like, you know, it isn't, it's not like it's completely kid friendly. Yeah. It's, but I'm just like the things that kids are exposed to now today. Oh, totally. Like, but yeah. like yeah. every kid has the internet. There's no way <laughs> you'd be like, oh, you want to watch The Simpsons? Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's like sure. the most family friendly thing you could imagine. <laughs> yeah, but I think people just yeah think of it. It was like, yeah, well the fact that South Park sort of came out oh, like yeah. nineties too. Yeah. And I was around that age. So it was like <laughs> all animation was bad unless it was like ABC. Yeah, yeah. I um like the baby steps though of you getting the couch oh, yeah. gag and then it's like all right you can go up scene. to the yeah. first yeah. act break <laughs> all right um but yeah but then i was like obsessed with it you know like would watch it six o'clock simpsons every night and then um when we got foxtel um they would like saturday morning simpsons on Fox yeah. Eight, and it was just all or then old school simpsons as they started calling it like by the time i was in high school and it would just mm. be like yeah, the first sort of 10 seasons and they play all the classic episodes. And then I reckon I kept watching new episodes pretty loyally yeah. for, through to like 16, season 16, 17. Yeah. But I can remember there was one episode, I can't, yeah, can't remember what season it was, but like Lisa and, uh, not Lisa, Margin, but hire a tandem bike and a tandem biking around the town. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> For you, that was the... Yeah, time. I was like, nah, I'm out. I'm done. 
I will uh, be damned if yeah. I watch Marge and Bart ride a tandem bike. Yeah. Okay. To you, it's not jumping the shark. It's riding the tandem bike. Yes. <laughs> I just realized, I'd not thought of this fact, but my dad really likes The Simpsons and like yeah. really enjoyed The Simpsons a lot. I think that is part of why I got to like why I watched it a lot is because it was like not none of the parental complaint thing because he yeah, kind yeah, of wanted yeah. to watch it as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think it's like um you notice that difference in like when it jumped from like the classic Disney animations like your Lion King and stuff to your like mm. modern Pixar animated films that have jokes for adults in there yeah, that are yeah. like on the surface level don't seem adult but then like if you know what they're talking about, you're like, that's a real yeah, adult and yeah. like potentially dirty joke or whatever. And it's so that they're entertaining for the parents to watch and they'll take their kids yeah. to the movie because they know it's going to be a fun time for them but too. now they're doing that more with like kids cartoons because I've got like nieces and nephews yeah. and like friends with kids and they're all like, all the parents are obsessed with Bluey. Mm. Um, the like Australian animation and like it's definitely a kids show. Like it's yeah. on ABC Kids and mm. whatever. And it's like the highest rated show in Australia yeah. at the moment. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, but they're like, it's just full of like adult jokes. Bluey's great. I, I recommend Bluey. <laughs> you That's have my hot no tip. tips. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, like what might be more uh, popular and viable, Bluey podcasts. Oh, there, yeah. are, there are a couple. <laughs> One could only a weird audience. <laughs> Suddenly, Murphy McLaughlin's audience is just like heaps of parents and stuff. You do a comedy festival show. They're like, will there be a, a, a crybaby session? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but even to be fair though, there were kids shows I remember um, when we were kids that were had a lot of adult jokes. Rocco's Modern Life. Ren and Stimpy, Yeah, but obviously. they weren't kid shows. Like, they, they were, were like, like teenagers. Teen. Yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I remember they were always on like, you know how they had that after you got home from school and the ABC just mm. had like shows on. They had Daria or it was Rocco's oh, yeah. Mon Live at like the 5.30 yeah. time slot. So, just getting into a little bit. Yeah. 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 I remember when you watch, uh, was it on Degrassi Next Generation? Sometimes yeah. like Marie Cardi would come on oh, yeah. and talk to you about the themes <laughs> that were going to come up in the episode <laughs> and suggest like That's that right. you go and talk to your parents before like watching the that. episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was at Marie Cardi. Right. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Marie Cardi like in her like very like early days. After Murph's Tavern wraps up, I'll do a um, Degrassi podcast. Degrassi. Yeah. Oh. You know, I know someone, I've like met someone traveling once. We've got so far away from the Simpsons. <laughs> I met, uh, I made a friend. I was in Paris and I was staying at this like hostel and I just like, like you do, I made a friend at the hostel mm. and uh, we went out, made two friends at the hostel actually. And we all went out to oh, go look at you. get uh, a drink somewhere. So we're at this bar and I was walking and this two, I forget the guy's name and the girl's name's Charlotte and People keep like kind of looking at her and like a couple of people like come up to her, like especially like American people. And then like- I think I know where the story's going, so I'm already Googling right now, but continue. All all these people (laughs) keep coming up, keep coming up to her. And I was like, hey, Charlotte, (laughs) what's going on? And she's like, oh yeah, um, I was on Degrassi Next Generation. Is it Charlotte (laughs) Arnold? Yes. There we go. She also had her own show called- um, Naturally, uh, naturally Sadie. Sadie. Yeah, I'm looking at her Wikipedia right now. And I, and I remember Charlotte. getting back from um <laughs> I remember getting back from this trip and like suddenly like my sister you know, the T V was on ABC in the afternoon. I was like, It's naturally Sadie. I was like <laughs> <laughs> she, she's all over my television. Where's she staying at a hostel? Lush out. Spend some I, of your money, Charlotte. Well, look, child actors yeah. may surprise you. 
potentially undercompensated. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. Um, yeah, because there were two Degrassi's, right? There was one that we would have watched when we were kids, but there was one in the 80s, right? The original Degrassi. Yeah, the original was, was in the Degrassi 80s. Degrassi Junior yeah. High. Yeah, there you go. All right. Yep. Well, let's save it for the Degrassi pod. Anyway, <laughs> if you want the Degrassi pod, I, I haven't talked to Charlotte in like 10 years. <laughs> I can send her a message. Um, um, what about, sorry, just in terms of the Simpsons history and your mm-hmm. viewing, was the movie like your, do you think that was sort of the way out for a certain generation? I reckon, yeah. I feel like Which it was designed to get people back into it, like kids to be like excited and be like, oh, the movie's coming out. I'm going to go see it because I watched it. And then the movie wasn't necessarily great. Oh, so what you're saying is that people watched the movie, went, fuck this shit, and then were like, I'm done with it. Yeah. Because of the quality of it. Well, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> horrible, but it wasn't like joke-filled. I only hilarious. remember one thing from the whole movie that's like two hours long, yeah. which was the spider, spider pig, pig bit. Okay. Yeah, and people like, went fucking pig, nuts over that. Pig. Whereas the episode, I know we just watched it 10 seconds ago, but mm. um, the <laughs> sorry, 10 minutes ago maybe, uh, but Homer at the Bat, I could tell you 10 things about that one episode. It's only 20 minutes long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we can so. talk. We might even do an episode just about the Simpsons movie, even though it's not in the first oh, eight seasons, not use in the book. It to wrap but... up your little podcast. Oh, yeah. True, true. Get all your favorites yeah. back on <laughs> at parks around Melbourne. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about Homer at the Bat. Um, great episode. Um, uh, what I um, was surprised by re watching this is how much more you always think in your head, well, I do of this just being, you know, a very silly gag-heavy episode with, like, lots of jokes about the baseball players, which is one of the best parts of the episode, obviously. But it also still has a bit of heart with the whole plotline of Homer, you know, being real good on this team. And then, mm. like, one of the few things he's good at, and then he gets kicked out unfairly, and it, the family's still supporting him and stuff. Like, it's got this nice, like, nice yeah, touch of, it of that as well. Like, it's not just a zany guest star-filled episode with lots of gags. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's only really, yeah, I imagine the ringers being like most of the episode, but really mm. they only come in like the last third that it gets it gets weird and yeah. Yeah. The first bit's really about like Homer yeah. getting good at something. Yeah, I've got here, this is a bit of background on the episode. So, this is season three, executive producers Al Jean and Mike Reese. So, um, they doubted they'd be able to get nine players they were like, oh, are we going to even get nine big baseball players? We might get three. Um, yeah, they got nine. Each player recorded their part in about five minutes and then spent the next hour writing autographs for the staff. <laughs> um, in several cases, the writers were un- unable to get the first player who was their first choice. Uh, I've got a bunch of names here who I don't know. I know, um, <laughs> I know a decent amount about baseball. Hit me. Who have we got? Yeah, I'm they are Nolan Ryan, Ricky Henderson, Ryan Sandberg, and Carlton Fisk. Are they the writers or the baseball They're players? <laughs> the baseball players they oh. couldn't get. Keep in mind, this is 30 years ago, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. I like I the the ones, I think of the ones in the Simpsons yeah. uh, episode, maybe uh, as more yeah. household names. Yeah. Um, like I knew most of it. Like I'm not a big baseball person, yeah. but I knew. Maybe basically maybe these player. guys, maybe Nolan Fisk and Ryan Sandberg, you know, they're regretting their choices. Oh, like, if yeah. I'd been on The Simpsons. Totally. Well, that's <laughs> I've read more, here uh, somewhere um, that a lot of the players like from that episode get recognized more overseas from this episode than baseball in general. But it is funny. Like this is, I should say, like this is one of my favorite episodes. Like I, I remember as a kid just loving this one whenever it came on the repeats. I was like, yes, it's the softball one. Um, and I don't like sports. I don't yeah. dislike sports, but I'm not into sports. Like, not no knowledge about baseball, no knowledge about who these baseball players were. Yet, still, despite that, it's like this baseball-heavy episode 
is one of my favorites, which is such like a says really says something about the quality of this episode that yeah. despite that, like, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, but you told me once that you went to America and saw a baseball game and um, yeah, yeah. one of the guys from this episode was playing or he was there. Yes. Like- yeah, yes. Yeah. So I went to uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, to go watch the San Francisco Giants play. If you're ever in San Francisco, it's really great. The baseball stadium's like, it's the one that it's on the, like the harbor. And okay. it's famous because they have this thing called uh, splash hits. It only happens like maybe once a year. <laughs> but if you hit a really big home run in the right direction, it ends up in the bay. What? Like it goes into the water. And there's people who like what their like hobby is, is they like go out in kayaks and they hang out in this bit of the bay, like listening to the radio of the uh- game. And then if the ball gets hit, they try and like paddle and get it what? because the That's ball's awesome. worth heaps of money. <laughs> um, so there used to be this guy, I don't know if you've heard of Barry Bonds, mm. but he was the one who was like, did so many steroids and he was like, hit the most <laughs> runs <laughs> ever. But he was like, the of all the steroid people, <laughs> the most steroid. From this episode, Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the one who exposed it at least. Um, and then, yeah, he used to play at San Francisco and he was... He, he, his arms were the right direction that he would hit it out there quite often. And would people often catch it? Yeah, so people like would go in their yeah in their kayaks you can watch videos of them like and sometimes multiple people will be like battling it out to get the ball oh wow yeah there you go. Um, to be because it's worth like thousands of dollars yeah um anyway i was at san francisco giants and they're like i forget there, there was the visiting team and they're like introducing the manager of the visiting team don mattingly and i was like that's the only name that i would possibly have known <laughs> that's the best and you yelled out i thought i told you to trim those sideburns <laughs> well that you know he things- must get that all the time Absol- and the here's time. what i found quite interesting so don mattingly this is straight from wikipedia don mattingly who was forced to shave off his sideburns by mr burns during the episode well it's got sideburns in quotes um would later have an actual haircut controversy while he was playing for the new york yankees the coaching staff forced him to cut his long hair and was briefly dropped from the team lineup for not doing so. Many people believe this joke in the episode to be a reference to the incident, but Homer at the Bat was recorded a year before it happened. So that's nuts, right? Oh, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> so especially with like this episode being so long ago, it would yeah, people could completely be forgiven for watching that and being like, oh, that's a reference to that incident. But yeah. Do you reckon he Simpsons regrets it? Oh, he probably got like a thousand dollars to do the voice acting for this thing and like <laughs> 30 years later, if he some was Australian a- person is yelling at him at the baseball, <laughs> <laughs> just like harassing him. Yeah. I think he's doing fine if he's managing a baseball team and was playing Major League Baseball in the 1990s. Well, it, it, keeping with the theme of the baseball players being recognised more for the episode than... Their actual baseball. Um, well, yeah, one of my favorite things about the episode is the song at the end, Talking Softball. And that is, they actually got a, um, so that's based on an actual song called Talking Baseball. Um, and they got the guy in Terry Cashman to re record it for the end credits. And he now gets requests more for Talking Softball <laughs> than Talking Baseball. <laughs> but he like goes with it. He like, he makes it part of his show and stuff. And that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you're like- a one-hit wonder and then have a parody of your song, you're from like, yeah, well, yeah, that doubles out my act. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well, um, the actual song "Talking Baseball." I listened to it the other day on Spotify. Good song. You know, it's you know actually who I, quite quite good. Who I thought it was? I thought it was you know in the space episodes of the guy James someone. Yeah, James Taylor. James Taylor. Yeah. I thought it was James Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's not. It's Terry Cashman. Check him out. Another another bit of trivia. Uh, again, this. 
this is only season three. Like I was talking with Simon about this before we started recording. You often you would think in your head this is kind of later on in the series because it does have a few wacky jokes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which weren't as prominent early on. But um, many of the player designs were difficult because the animators had a hard time designing real world people during the early seasons. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, not that many people played themselves in The Simpsons by that point, so it would have been a little difficult for the animators to get their head around making Simpson Simpsonified versions of them. Mm. Again, I don't really know what many of these baseball players really look like, let alone 30 years ago, but I feel like they did a good job. Yeah. No one stood out as looking weird or anything, I felt, like non-Simpson-y. Yeah, I think like, but you can see from like, they're just like, oh, let's make Daryl Strawberry two feet taller than everyone else. <laughs> you know, yeah. They were functioning on a pretty like basic level. I can see that. They're just like, we need to separate these people out. Yeah. I forgot until watching this one how... Um, much of a suck up strawberry is yeah. <laughs> like and it just makes you yeah really i guess they did that deliberately to make him more of an antagonist but it's yeah. so funny how he's just such a brown nose at a burns I, I couldn't believe yeah i can't believe i asked murphy at the end of the episode i was like do they do the voice actors like do the players actually do their own voices because it always interests me when people play themselves because of how they're portrayed like Wade Boggs, for example, in this one, his problem is he is drinking at this yeah. bar. I'm like Wade Boggs, yeah. like famous alcoholic. But he is, like- yeah. Uh, you said this while we were watching it. Yeah, he plays himself on Always Sunny as well in the episode where they do 100 beers. So, yeah, like yeah, I think he's yeah. more than happy to lean into that. Like yeah. Um, yeah, and sorry, just flicking through the book, I see this came a few episodes after Flaming Mo. Yeah, and they yeah. had the callback gag. Oh, there's a party in my, my mouth, mouth and everyone's, everyone's invited. invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, is that... Because I, I couldn't remember the order um, of episodes and I... Yeah, I actually didn't realise how close they were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, a bit of trivia, I think I've even got it printed out here. He really... Uh, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. did not understand the line... There's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited and got quite frustrated when he was recording it. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminded me... Um, because uh, I listened to all the commentaries for the Future Armor as well, which are quite good. And they have a baseball episode, or Blurns Ball, as it's known on that. And they have a baseball player, Hank Aaron. Do you know that yep. one? Yep. And he had to, you know how they have the heads in jars? Yeah. Uh, ties back to Wade Boggs as well. He took a sip from Wade Boggs' <laughs> his head mm. and um, then went, Ah, Wade Bucks goes down smooth. And <laughs> on the commentary, they're like, it took hours for him to get that. He did not understand what it was. He was like, I'm drinking Wade Bugs. And they're like, he's in like a head thing. And they're like, what? It's like, I have to get the artist to come like yeah. sketch a little yeah. flip book so he understands it. Like, that'd be hard. I didn't think of that. If you're like recording it before they've done the like yeah, vision of the thing. Totally. I love it if like Wade Boggs' alcoholism was like all up front. He's like, this will go good. I'm going to get a lot of like notoriety and TV <laughs> yeah. shows out of this. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, apparently, one of them was quite difficult. Um, Jose Canseco. Oh, yeah. So, um, all the players were cooperative except for him. Uh, I've got here, who L. Jean considered intimidating. He disliked his original part and insisted it be rewritten. He was originally slated to wake up in bed with Mrs. Krabappel and miss the game. Uh, it says here in a parody of Bull Durham. I think that's a movie. I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, but Canseco's then wife objected. Fair enough, I guess. That makes sense. Not, Why? Because yeah. his, his thing, he's the one who's like, I'll save yeah, your baby. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he's like, I'll save your cat. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it. You, here you go. Yeah. You, here's your complaint. Let's write the most yeah. comically <laughs> heroic 
thing. Um, this episode apparently has been credited with helping to save at least two lives. So, because at the start of the episode, where Homer chokes on the donut, which is great sequence, by the way, animation <laughs> on him eat, on him eating the donuts is so good. Um, there's a poster explaining how the Heimlich maneuver works, which is like someone in a lobster, right? So, it's like a cartoonish poster, but apparently, I don't know how true this is. In May 1992, Chris Banks was able to save his brother's life by performing the Heimlich maneuver on him, having seen it in the episode. And in December 2007... Aiden Bateman was able to save his friend's life by recalling the same. Like, really? It's a poster on... Uh, I think I remember that poster. I don't think I'd ever heard the word Heimlich (laughs) before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I remember that poster because I'm like... Because you see the poster and you're like, everyone, do the thing that's on the poster. Get behind and do this. And they're like... But like, yeah, the gag is they don't pay attention to the poster and are instead interested in the sign-up sheet and Homer ends up just coughing up the donut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But also, isn't there another episode where he chokes and they actually do the Heimlich maneuver? Yeah, I feel like there is. So, he spits out some bit of thing and re-eats it or something? Like the yeah. sushi or something? Yeah, I feel like there is. So maybe they're getting confused and it's yeah. not actually this episode. Yeah. But yeah. Because I'm pretty like sure it. there's an episode where they actually perform the Heimlich maneuver mm. and not... Just a still person. If you know what that episode is, um, message us. Let us know. Not me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, give out your number. Come on. Um, yeah, I also found interesting this episode. It's tr- you know some episodes of the first act has just nothing to do with the rest of the episode. That was the be- that was always the best of old school. Yeah, Simpsons. you'd get basically like a bonus episode because yeah. the first act would just be like a mini thing and then at the very end it'd somehow segue I, to... I used to always struggle to remember like if it wasn't the main thing of the episode, mm. I'd be like, wait, there's an episode and it's like this thing happens and you look through like the descriptions like, I can't find where that is and it's yeah. part of like, yeah. you're like, oh, it's this... I Start, thought they were yeah. separate episodes but they're the same one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, yeah, also just great if you'd again be watching like old school Simpsons on Saturday mornings and like heaps of episodes and you'd see like one it's done you'd be like oh I don't remember like I haven't seen this episode and then you get like five minutes and you're like oh I know yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. bonus episode it's um yeah boys this episode gets straight into it like mm. the first scene is them well, signing up for baseball well yeah. I mean it gets straight into the softball theme anyway yeah yeah but I think that's because they spend so much time with the nine guests yeah characters. true they just don't have time for a yeah yeah another plot Bart doesn't have a plot Marge doesn't have a plot yeah yeah no. totally there's nothing else Ooh. going on I do like and again, I think this really separates this episode from the later years because, yes, it is kind of a kooky, gimmicky, almost crazy episode, especially the third act, but it's still it's still got, like, heart to it. They're, like, the char- cheering and... Yeah. The- when they're <laughs> um, booing Daryl Strawberry and he cries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, and it's good. The kids are, like, Darryl. sticking up for Homer. Yeah. Oh, I remember doing that a lot as a child. After that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like saying that, just I don't think at anyone in specific, in particular, but just being like yeah. Daryl. <laughs> oh man, imagine being a kid called Daryl at school around that time. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and there's the. I remember on the commentaries for season three and four, LG and Mike Reese said they'd always, if they were stuck for an episode or needed to make it a little bit more like grounded a bit, they would chuck in a scene with Homer and Marge in bed. Just mm. to make it like make it real, make make it a bit have a bit more heart, mm. and oh, yeah. it works. And like yeah, you've got it very briefly in this episode because like mm. you said, a lot of this episode is just the baseball players mm. doing their thing. But you've got it just before the big game. Homer's in bed with Marge, and it's really just one line. But he's like, 
your mom's like, I know what the things you're good at. It's like snuggling. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but my friend's going to watch me do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there's also the other great bedroom scene. Which is like, come to bed, Homer. Oh, yeah. he's making a thing. And then he starts <laughs> like shaving down the bat. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. Go to the garage, Homer. <laughs> totally. But it's legit, you don't get that. I mean, I say these days. I don't watch the show now. But even like going back to season 11, 12, 13, you didn't have those little grounded moments with Homer and Marge where they're just yeah. like a real couple. It was just like, Homer's off running around blowing shit up. Like, yeah. I will say, I don't love that Homer actually makes something successful. Because one <laughs> of the great Homer traits is that he just makes everything but terrible. Could you argue, though, that it, it's like a placebo thing? Is that the right phrase? Like, he thinks, because he's in his mind, he thinks he's made this great yeah, bat. but he actually made a bat. Like, when you look yeah. at him, like, make <laughs> the barbecue or the spice rack or anything, and, like, it looks nothing. I guess And, like, so, as yeah. he's building it, he's, like, smashing in nails into the <laughs> thing, and, like, they're all bending. So, he already had that character trait. But then it turns out he makes this amazing. True. Best How does he play through the nails? That's what I've done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Mystery. And he's also planing it down and then sawing it later, but it, all the bark's gone back on the thing. So I'm like, I don't know if it's a new tree. <laughs> or, right. Yeah. That's right to Matt Groening and complain. Um, but also, um, Chief Wiggum, not dumb. Like early season Wiggum when he was like, yeah, he actually and tells stuff. off the um, guys for shooting their yeah. guns. By the way, I think that's the most amount of cops you ever see on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's usually just Wiggum, Lou, and Eddie. <laughs> that's like yeah. maybe that episode when Marge becomes a cop yeah. and they've got their squirrels in their pants and stuff. But um, it's, yeah. It's interesting watching this. Like, I don't know how old this episode is, maybe 25 years old or something. Yeah. Like 30. Original air date. Uh, two twenty, so the, um, February twenty ninety two. There you Far go. Out. So yeah, watching it almost thirty years on of like, especially in the last couple of years, like a lot more focus on like police overuse of power. Well, and yeah. so watching this in this episode where they're like, you know, Homer scores a thing and they're like, run his run his license plate and yeah. registration, and yeah, they're yeah. like arrest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's more Wiggum not necessarily being stupid, but a bit maybe more corrupt in the early ones. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Also, non-dumb Ralph scene yeah. as well, um, which is a fucking brilliant scene. Yeah. It's oh. all the players walking <laughs> in. Yeah. Also, why the players at the primary school? Ooh, they do the show elementary I school. I was so good. thinking that, but if you do look in that scene, there is you can see the power plant cooling towers in the background, which I guess is meant to suggest yeah. it's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're walking home or walking by. That was the, yeah. the best scene where yeah. Bart's just like picking is like, yeah, I'll have Mill House yeah. <laughs> and Ralph's life. I'll have Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also loved that joke. I completely forgotten about it. Where uh, they're announcing before the final game who's going to get who's picked in the team, <laughs> and Homer turns to one of the players oh, yeah. and he's like, "Did I make the list?" And he's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> and then he's like, "Suck shit to like Letty or something." And then uh, and then he's like, "Oh wait, is your name?" Are you Ken Griffey Jr.? <laughs> and he's like, "No." It's so good because <laughs> yeah, just funny. the fact that one like I'm just explaining the joke right now, yeah. but one that. Roger Clemens doesn't know who Ken Griffey Jr. is, <laughs> and two, Homer looks nothing like Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, and also, and also, I believe Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad, Ken Griffey Senior, was also a very famous <laughs> player. Really, just adds Great. a layer to the layer. thing. Fantastic. Do you have it in your facts, Murphy? The mm. old baseball players that Mr. Burns lists. Oh, are they real? Whether they're real, that's a great question. I reckon. Here's my thought. I haven't looked it up. I reckon they are, but they deliberately just picked real obscure. 
like old school. Let's let's yeah. Google it's it. It's always called like Babe Johnson yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon they have to be. Oh, here we go. Mordecai Brown, nicknamed Three Finger Brown, was an American major baseball player. So there, there you go. go. Yeah. So I can't remember who were some of the others. Oh, here we go. Um, Hans Wagner, Cap Anson. Thank you, book. Hans Wagner. Um, Got a Wikipedia page for him. So, there you go. They are real. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. This book, um, we haven't really referenced it much this episode, the companion book to the podcast, but I always like the little quirks this book has. So, you see it has the side character here, Aristotle Amadopoulos, who's barely in the episode, really. I mean, the whole plot is Shelbyville versus Springfield, but he's only in the one scene at the Millionaire's Club. Um, But he's previously in the episode Homer Defined, where Homer goes eeny, meeny, miny, mo, mm. and um, he goes to the Shelbyville plant to demonstrate. Oh, yeah. um, so, he's in that episode. Only two appearances in the show, which is surprising. You thought they might have had more like plots about the rivalry between him and Burns or something. Also, yeah. do two small towns in America next to each other both need nuclear power plants? <laughs> so, do you, know, do you know, an interesting thing is like in America, you know, yeah. like in Australia, we have like, Especially where we are, we've like got a grid that crosses four states. Yeah. In America, like local governments have their own power plants. You'd be like, this power plant, it's not like a centralized shared thing. So it'd be like City of Yarra have one, City yeah. of Banyul have one. City yes. Of- you oh, have geez. weird so stories. Like it isn't that far fetched okay. then. Sometimes they <laughs> share together, but like they will have like, yeah, they're like, oh, the city of Long Beach is buying like a solar plant or something. And it's just like, it's a tiny little area. It's like wow. Darabin or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, how's the two of them having lunch at the Millionaires Club? Like, you, you need to have a minimum of one million dollars. It's like ninety ninety two. Yeah. A million dollars yeah. is clearly worth a lot more. Like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people have a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, In yeah, the background, true. I will work on the inflation calculator. <laughs> uh. But um, what I was going to say is, so in this episode, I guess because it's just one scene, he only has a few lines, um, Dan Castellaneta voices... Aristotle, but when he has a little bit of a bigger role in Homer Defined, he's voiced by John Lovitz. But it says in his thing in this book. Well, that's the funny thing. This book is so whack. It's got on his little side thing, guest voice, John Lovitz as Aristotle. But then at the top of the page, it says, guest star, Dan Castellaneta as Aristotle. And I was like, what? <laughs> is, this, so, is it official, the book? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. Yeah, Matt Groening does a little intro at the start. All right. Yeah. Inflation calculator update. Uh, if you're in the US in 1992 mm-hmm. and you purchased an item for $1 million, mm-hmm. today that same item would cost $1.887 million. <laughs> so no. it's not even that. It's not It's not that much. You know? It's not that much. I it's guess, to have yeah, your own exclusive club. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It feels like a, more like, a billionaire club. Add it to your letter to Matt yeah, Groening. Well, well, they do. Like He's meant to be a billionaire, yeah. Mr. Burns. I don't know if at that point that was his... Shtick, but there's definitely episodes where they talk about him being a billionaire. Yeah, so I mean, there's only like, but there's not that many billionaire. How many is there? A couple hundred. I mean, be a pretty, the show pretty lonely it, club. It, yeah. I always one of my favorite things about the show is just it really doesn't make sense. Like it, they always talk about Springfield being a small town, yet it houses Mr. Burns. It's got a crusty Springfield, like a trade center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was only the cut in this episode. They got to the Springfield Trade yeah. Center. It's like you know, sixty story tall. <laughs> Um, final thoughts on the episode. Do you want to list maybe your favorite moment and uh, and give it a rating out of ten, Simon? Yeah, that scene with where Ralph and Bart is just interstitial, and Ralph and Bart are picking their teams, which is great. 
but it's really getting stitched up. Um, rating out of 10, I mean, it's probably, I think when you ask me, what's your favorite episode of The Simpsons? I think I said this one. So Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, I guess uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got to be perfectly honest. I, when you said we were watching this episode. I've never seen The Simpsons before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what TV is. Um, yeah, when you said this one, I was thinking the isotopes episode like where homer becomes the mascot ah oh, yeah i'm um, just from yeah anyway so when we were watching this i was like what is it i don't reckon i've seen this episode in like 20 years um so that's yeah. a good thing really you got a fresh take on oh, it hugely fresh take yeah um so i'd say yeah well probably the ralph and bart thing would be my favorite part but seeing as how simon already said that i'll say when homer was like trying to hide from the lightning so got under a piece <laughs> of sheet metal and then ran under the tallest tree <laughs> totally. which did get hit by lightning um so yeah yeah absolutely yeah but i don't know not my favorite episode because i said homer's not too dumb which i like dumb homer chief wiggum's not dumb not a lot of <laughs> subplot i'd give it a seven yeah okay cool i yeah one of my favorites i did feel what re-watching it the second act isn't as strong as the first and third. Like, there's a lot of just, like, shots of them training and stuff, which is fine, like, a lot of good gags, but it's, you know... So, that probably drops it down from a 10 to a 9.75, I would say. But, yeah, fantastic episode. Do you have uh, anything you would like to plug, Tom or Simon? I'm good for now, just me. If you see me on the street, (laughs) say hello. Keep an eye Uh, out for your Degrassi pod. Yeah, keep... (laughs) If you've got a bluey pod, I hear that market's popping off. Yeah. Um, Talk to me. We'll watch an episode of Bluey. We can chat. Happy to do any and all live podcasts before 11 a.m. So, you know. <laughs> there Bef- we go. Before 11. Oh, oh no. I just remember this like, it's this kids. is what time yep. kids things are yeah, at. I yeah, forgot yeah. about this fact. I was walking up High Street the other day and there was like 200 people in a line outside a theater. And I was like, oh, I forgot that people with children's things, they're like, yeah, cool. The show's at 9.30. Great. <laughs> ah. Tom, that's why you will never have kids. Exactly. I ain't getting up for no one. When I organize lunch with Tom, I'm like, so Wait, maybe... Hold on, like- does that sound like an impotent joke? <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't, I'm going to edit it to definitely make yeah. it sound like one. Um, nothing wrong with being impotent, impotent no. by the way. Yeah. Hello to all our impotent <laughs> listeners. Um, let I thought maybe we should um, close out the episode by singing the uh, by singing talking softball. Mm. So it's here in the book. The Tom lyrics. does not sound happy about the suggestion. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we so go. It's been twenty years, so no, I'm you, not going to remember. In, it's been twenty minutes. Okay, so it's we're all crowded the around tiny this writing, book. and it's upside down to me. <laughs> so you guys can. Read all right, it. here we go. Well, Mr. Burns had done it, the power plant had won it, with Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Skulls' tragic illness made a smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom top, we're talking softball. From Maine to San Diego, talking softball. With Mattingly and Canseco, Ken Graffy's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and he's running with the law. We're talking home. Ozzy and the straw We're talking softball From Maine to San Diego Talking softball With Mattingly and Canseco Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and he's running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the straw Woo!
week. Good Great, yeah. I'd like if your housemates walked in yeah. just at that time. Three Look. grown men crowded around a Simpsons book singing into microphones. Now, yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, um, definitely check out all the socials. Um, please rate and review on iTunes or Facebook. Um, tell your friends if you like it. And as we always say here on Murph's Tavern, bye. You guys want to do your snakes? Bye. Not bad. Bye. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>